We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Oklahoma seems to have steadied the schooner as tonight we start the second half of the regular season. A primetime Halloween 2020 blackout in the land of tumbleweeds. Buckle up, everybody. Tell them I want everything. Yeah, I want it all. What's the point of crying if you ain't gonna ball? I gotta go. I gotta go. He goes to Stevenson. He walks into the end zone. Ram. Bam. Like this interception. Rattler going to throw this time. Pump fake, looks deep, looking in zone for Stalker. He got him! Touchdown! What's the point of grinding if you ain't going to ball? What you doing when the money comes? Got to get it now, ain't no time to stop. Tell them I want everything, yeah, I want it all. What's the point of grinding if you ain't going to ball? On the Sooner Sports Network, from Learfield IMG College, live at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, this is Sooner Sports Talk, presented by AT&T 5G, the official 5G wireless network of OU Athletics. Also brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors, the preferred sporting goods retailer of Sooner Sports. Bud Light, whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. Homeland, proud sponsor of Sooner Football. And by Moody's Country Store and Barbecue, bringing you the best in barbecue. This is Sooner Sports Talk. Now, here are your hosts, Teddy Lehman and the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland. 
Hi, everybody, and welcome to Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue on a Tuesday night. It is time for Sooner Sports Talk alongside the Butkus and Bednarik Award winner and my radio partner on the Sooner Radio Network. I'm Toby Rowland. This is Teddy Lehman, and we welcome in right off the top tonight the head coach of the Oklahoma Sooners. Please make welcome Lincoln Riley, everybody. Howdy, coach. Hey, guys. How we doing? Doing good. How are you on election day? I'm good. I'm good. Then a different day. Uh, a little, little quiet around here. Start with that. You gave your team uh, the day off today because it was election day. And just the importance of today for your players and your coaches. Yeah, well, the NCAA kind of made the decision for us. Um, you know, and so we ended up with having a day where we weren't allowed to, to do anything, um, you know, practice meetings, any of that with our players. And, and, it, and it worked out fine. Um, you know, gave our guys to, an opportunity to get out and vote. Now, a number of our guys had already uh, had already voted before this, which was great, but it gave the rest of our guys a chance to a chance to do that. And so uh, that's been important. You know, our guys have, have, have really worked hard at this. It's something we got every player on our team registered to vote, uh, you know, several weeks back. And then, Obviously, we've had guys that have been out advocating for, uh, you know, different issues that are very important to, to, to our guys and their and kind of their hearts. And uh, so, yeah, it's been fun to see them get really educated on the matter, you know, kind of grow up a little bit in front of our eyes. Um, I, I would certainly say this is probably the highest uh, uh, voter turnout for an OU football game or OU football team probably ever. And uh, so it, it, it's been very, very positive. And I think what our guys have learned and what they can carry forward in their lives, even after they're done here, uh, I think a lot of that will have been shaped by, you know, what's happened this year and kind of the way our guys have learned, responded to it. Um, and so, yeah, proud of them. And, and certainly an important day for, for all of us. Opening segment with Coach is always brought to you by Noble McIntyre at McIntyre Law, the law firm you should turn to for all of your personal injury needs. 62-28, to 28, the final Saturday night. Coach, out in Lubbock, what's your big-picture takeaway from how you played? Uh, I mean, overall, team did, did a lot of good things. You know, was, was proud of how we responded on the road, especially after Tech. Got the quick touchdown, and then, you know, we didn't have a very good drive. Um, you know, very really defensively or offensively to start the game, and uh, so a lot of times your team gets momentum like that on the road. It, it can you know it can make it for a for a tough night, and then we really we went on a great run from there. Uh, really played well. I'd, I'd say defensively, we you know us getting those turnovers you know early were huge. Uh, we, we were really good on third down. I think we stopped Tech on. Just about all the third and fourth downs there early in the game. I think they were over at halftime, which obviously was big. Um, and we're able to capitalize offensively on on some of those mistakes, you know, and and and, and get some separation, which was which was a lot of fun and, and important to do that on the road. Had a had an opportunity to do it, created it, and then the guys did a great job of, of taking advantage of it. Had an opportunity to see Ronnie Perkins and Ramondre Stevenson to. Uh, to get out there, and that had to be good to see. If for no other reason you're sick of answering the questions about it, <laughs> but it did look like they gave those those units offensively, defensively, a little bit of a boost. They did. You know, they're two good players. They're two experienced players. Uh, they've been working hard behind the scenes to be ready, and and I, and I think there was a, just a genuine excitement you know, from our entire team and roster about those guys being able to play. Our guys have seen kind of what they've had to deal with, and and. Uh, 
you know, it certainly hasn't been easy. And so, you know, our team was excited for them. And it just, you, you could feel kind of the vibe within the whole team, certainly for, for having those guys back. Coach, can you uh, retell the story? I know you shared a little bit um, in your post-game media huddle Saturday night, but when you told the team that you were going to be able to have Ramondre um, and Ronnie Saturday night? Yeah, uh, we found out on Ramondre a little bit earlier than Ronnie, um, so we were able actually to, to – the team was aware of Ramondre a little bit quicker than Ronnie. Uh, Ronnie's we found out uh, uh, a li- just slightly before our team – our traditional team meeting on, on Friday night. And uh, so Ronnie didn't even know yet either. And so at the close of the team meeting, I found out probably, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes before that team meeting – and so at the end of the team meeting, you know, went ahead and told the team that, you know, that, that we were going to play and Ronnie was going to be out there playing with us. And yeah, they were, they were, they were, they were cranked. They really were. It was, uh, you know, kind of a combination of, you know, emotional and then just a ton of energy in the room. Uh, just Ronnie's been an important member of this team. He's been a, a, a good leader for this team, uh, you know, there for a lot of these guys individually, even when he hasn't been able to play. And, and so, you know, to get to get one of your guys back, one of your leaders, you know, one of your best players, um, and a guy that's you know been through a bunch, uh, was uh, the the team was really excited about it. It was a you know, cool way to end the meeting, and you could certainly tell they were ready to play. You know, it looks like a lot of the units out there starting to play better and improving as the season goes on, which you'd expect, but. I thought the real difference of, of why you guys were able to really break that thing open was the turnover margin of three to zero. Defense forces three turnovers. Two of them give you guys the football in the deep red zone and just makes a massive difference in the game. And that has to be something that both offensively and defensively you guys feel like you can really build on. It is. It is. There was a lot of, you know, complimentary football and – you know, you, you kind of you put it on both sides, you know, offensively to take care of it, defensively to force those. And when you can do that, when you can separate in the margin and then also play well for the majority of, of, of you know, for a lot of the other plays, you get a chance to separate. And uh, so, you know, I thought there was some – I thought the quality of football was, was still – it was good. It, it can still certainly get better. There was still – you know, still plenty of mistakes and things that need to get cleaned up, but the ball was good enough that, you know, when you when you add that up and, and combine that with winning the turnover margin like you did, you, you got a chance to separate from a, you know, a team that always plays really well at home. And uh, so it was a great combination, you know, that, you know, we want to build on the, the turnover margin certainly and, and continue to take advantage of those. And then we think even within that, the, the other plays, not the turnover plays, we can continue to improve and play more winning football and make less mistakes. And as we do that, we'll, we'll give ourselves more and more chances to win. I'm sure you'd have been thrilled if, if anybody came up with a couple of picks on Saturday, but had to be extra excited yeah. for Trey Norwood with uh, his story and what he's been through to get back on the field for you. Yeah, it was funny. I, I remember thinking the night before, um, or actually that the, the, the afternoon before, Coach Grinch said something um, – to the guys about you know how how long it had been since Trey Wood Norwood started a game here, and I remember thinking, man, how cool would that be if he went out there and had a big game and you know was able to get his hand on a ball or two, and then man, you know right there, <laughs> two of the first three series or two of the first four series, he, you know he ends up with picks. So um, awesome to see. Yeah, I mean, it, long road back for him. You know, it was a difficult injury that he had, and and was you know doing so well at that point, and. 
you know, this is maybe something that really gets him, you know, just because coming off an injury like that, it's not just it's not just physically being ready. There's a mental component to it, um, you know, and being ready to play at a high level just takes so much. And so I think he's he's really in a good place and and, uh, you know, he's, he's remained positive throughout all of it. A great teammate, continue to work hard and. You know, I think he's he's on the cusp of breaking through and playing a lot of really, really good ball. And I think this was an important moment for not only our team, but just for him as a player. I thought one of the interesting things offensively, you know, with Ramondre coming back out there is you got three really good tailbacks or, or running backs, and it's hard to get three guys the football and keep them in any type of rhythm. But you found some pretty unique ways to keep McGowan out there and uh, created a spot for him to still have a pretty big influence on the offense early on. Yeah, yeah. No, there's a couple of things we did that were that we thought fit Seth's skill set and, and allowed us, like you said, to keep some of those guys on the field and keep them involved. So you know, we have a we got a good group there, and you know, a young guy like Seth is continuing to you know to learn, and and you know, it was a good opportunity for him in, in some ways to take a little bit of a step back and, and continue to learn from. You know, from TJ and, and the good job TJ's been doing. And obviously, you know, great to get Ramondre back and throw him into the mix. So, um, yeah, no, it just ended up fitting us well from a game plan standpoint. And I thought, you know, Seth did a good job of handling it, as did TJ and, and uh, Ramondre. Hey, get your officially licensed Sooners gear at Academy Sports and Outdoors, the preferred sporting goods retailer of Oklahoma Athletics. We'll take an opening timeout. Start to hit some of your fan questions for Coach when we come back. If you would like to ask Coach a question tonight, hit us up on the Academy Sports and Outdoors inbox at OU on the air or at T-Row-OU. Back at Rudy's right after this. Oklahoma seems to have steadied the schooner as tonight we start the second half of the regular season. A primetime Halloween 2020 blackout in the land of tumbleweeds. Buckle up, everybody. Rattler going to throw this time. Pump fake, looks deep, looking in zone for Stogner. He got him! Touchdown! What's the point of grinding if you ain't going to ball? What you doing when the money comes? Got to get it now, ain't no time to stop. Tell them I want everything, yeah, I want it all. What's the point of grinding if you ain't going to ball? On the Sooner Sports Network, from Learfield IMG College, live at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, this is Sooner Sports Talk, presented by AT&T 5G, the official 5G wireless network of OU Athletics. Also brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors, the preferred sporting goods retailer of Sooner Sports. Bud Light, whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. Homeland, proud sponsor of Sooner Football. And by Moody's Country Store and Barbecue, bringing you the best in barbecue. This is Sooner Sports Talk. Now, 
Here are your hosts, Teddy Lehman and the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue on a Tuesday night. It is time for Sooner Sports Talk alongside the Butkus and Bednarik Award winner and my radio partner on the Sooner Radio Network. I'm Toby Rowland. This is Teddy Lehman, and we welcome in right off the top tonight the head coach of the Oklahoma Sooners. Please make welcome Lincoln Riley, everybody. Howdy, coach. Hey, guys. How we doing? Doing good. How are you on election day? I'm good. I'm good. Been a different day. Uh, a little, little quiet around here. Start with that. You gave your team uh, the day off today because it was election day. And just the importance of today for your players and your coaches. Yeah, well, the NCAA kind of made the decision for us, um, you know, and so we ended up with um, having a day where we weren't allowed to, to do anything, um, you know, practice meetings, any of that with our players, and, and, it, and it worked out fine. Um, you know, gave our guys to, an opportunity to get out and vote. Now, a number of our guys had already, uh, had already voted before this, which was great, but it gave the rest of our guys a chance to, a chance to do that, and so uh, that's been important. You know, our guys have, have, have really – Worked hard at this. It's something we got every player on our team registered to vote, uh, you know, several weeks back. And, and obviously we've had guys that have been out advocating for, uh, you know, different issues that are very important to, to, to our guys and their and kind of their hearts. And uh, so, yeah, it's been fun to see them get really educated on the matter, you know, kind of grow up a little bit in front of our eyes. Um, I, I would certainly say this is probably the highest uh, – uh, voted turnout for an OU football game or OU football team probably ever. And uh, so it, it, it's been very, very positive. And I think what our guys have learned and what they can carry forward in their lives, even after they're done here, uh, I think a lot of that will have been shaped by, you know, what's happened this year and kind of the way our guys have learned, responded to it. Um, and so, yeah, proud of them. And, and certainly an important day for, for all of us. Opening segment with Coach is always brought to you by Noble McIntyre at McIntyre Law, the law firm you should turn to for all of your personal injury needs. 62-28, to 28, the final Saturday night. Coach, out in Lubbock, what's your big-picture takeaway from how you played? Uh, I mean, overall, team did, did a lot of good things. You know, was, was proud of how we responded on the road, especially after Tech. Got the quick touchdown, and then, you know, we didn't have a very good drive. Uh, you know, very really defensively or offensively to start the game, and uh, so a lot of times your team gets momentum like that on the road. It, it can you know it can make it for a for a tough night, and then we really we went on a great run from there. Uh, really played well. I'd, I'd say defensively, we you know us getting those turnovers you know early were huge. Uh, we, we were really good on third down. I think we stopped Tech on. Just about all the third and fourth downs there early in the game. I think they were over at halftime, which obviously was big. Um, and we're able to capitalize offensively on on some of those mistakes, you know, and 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 get some separation, which was which was a lot of fun and, and important to do that on the road. Had a had an opportunity to do it, created it, and then the guys did a great job of, of taking advantage of it. Had an opportunity to see Ronnie Perkins and Ramondre Stevenson to. Uh, to get out there, and that had to be good to see. If for no other reason you're sick of answering the questions about it, <laughs> but it did look like they gave those those units offensively, defensively, a little bit of a boost. They did. You know, they're two good players. They're two experienced players. Uh, they've been working hard behind the scenes to be ready, and and I, and I think there was a, just a genuine excitement 
from our entire team and roster about those guys being able to play. Our guys have seen kind of what they've had to deal with, and, and uh, you know, it's, it certainly hasn't been easy. And so, you know, our team was excited for them, and it just you you could feel kind of the vibe within the whole team, certainly for for having those guys back. Coach, can you uh, retell the story? I know you shared a little bit um, in your post game media huddle Saturday night, but when you told the team that you were going to be able to have Ramondre um, and Ronnie Saturday night? Yeah. Uh, we found out on Ramondre a little bit earlier than Ronnie. Um, so we were able actually to – the team was aware of Ramondre a little bit quicker than Ronnie. Uh, Ronnie's we found out uh, uh, just slightly before our team – our traditional team meeting on, on Friday night. And uh, – so Ronnie didn't even know yet either. And so at the close of the team meeting, I found out probably, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes before that team meeting. Um, and so at the end of the team meeting, you know, went ahead and told the team that, you know, that, that we were going to play and Ronnie was going to be out there playing with us. And yeah, they were, they were, they were, they were cranked. They really were. It was, uh, you know, kind of a combination of, you know, emotional and then just a ton of energy in the room. Um, just Ronnie's been an important member of this team. He's been a, a a good leader for this team, uh, you know, there for a lot of these guys individually, even when he hasn't been able to play. And, and so, you know, to get, to get one of your guys back, one of your leaders, you know, one of your best players um, and a guy that's, you know, been through a bunch uh, was uh, the, the team was really excited about it. It was a you know, cool way to end the meeting and you could certainly tell they were ready to play. You know, it looks like a lot of the units out there starting to play better and improving as the season goes on, which you'd expect, but, I thought the real difference of, of why you guys were able to really break that thing open was the turnover margin of three to zero. Defense forces three turnovers. Two of them give you guys the football in the deep red zone and just makes a massive difference in the game. And that has to be something that both offensively and defensively you guys feel like you can really build on. It is. It is. There was a lot of, you know, complimentary football. And... You know, you, you kind of you put it on both sides, you know, offensively to take care of it, defensively to force those. And when you can do that, when you can separate in the margin and then also play well for the majority of, of, of you know, for a lot of the other plays, you get a chance to separate. And uh, so, you know, I thought there was some – I thought the quality of football was, was still – it was good. It, it can still certainly get better. There was still – you know, still plenty of mistakes and things that need to get cleaned up, but the ball was good enough that, you know, when you when you add that up and, and combine that with winning the turnover margin like you did, you, you got a chance to separate from a, you know, a team that always plays really well at home. And uh, so it was a great combination, you know, that, you know, we want to build on the, the turnover margin certainly and, and continue to take advantage of those. And then we think even within that, the, the other plays, not the turnover plays, we can continue to improve and play more winning football and make less mistakes. And as we do that, we'll, we'll give ourselves more and more chances to win. I'm sure you'd have been thrilled if, if anybody came up with a couple of picks on Saturday, but had to be extra excited yeah. for Trey Norwood with uh, his story and what he's been through to get back on the field for you. Yeah, it was funny. I, I remember thinking the night before um, – or actually that the, the, the afternoon before, Coach Grinch said something um, – to the guys about you know how how long it had been since Trey Wood Norwood started a game here, and I remember thinking, man, how cool would that be if he went out there and had a big game? And 
you know, was able to get his hand on a ball or two. And then, man, you know, right there, two of the first three series or two of the first four series, he, you know, he ends up with picks. So, um, awesome to see. Yeah, I mean, it long road back for him. You know, it was a difficult injury that he had and, and was, you know, doing so well at that point. And, you know, this is maybe something that really gets him, you know, just because coming off an injury like that, it's not just – it's not just physically being ready. There's a mental component to it, um, you know, and being ready to play at a high level just takes so much. And so I think he's, he's really in a good place and, and uh, you know, he's, he's remained positive throughout all of it. A great teammate, continue to work hard. And, you know, I think he's, he's on the cusp of breaking through and playing a lot of really, really good ball. And I think this was an important moment for not only our team, but just for him as a player. I thought one of the interesting things offensively, you know, with Ramondre coming back out there is you got three really good tailbacks or, or running backs and it's hard to get three guys the football and keep them in any type of rhythm but you found some pretty unique ways to keep McGowan out there and uh, created a spot for him to still have a pretty big influence on the offense early on yeah yeah no there's a couple of things we did that were that we thought fit Seth's skill set and, and allowed us like you said to keep some of those guys on the field and keep them involved so you know we have a we got a good group there and you know, young guy like Seth is continuing to, you know, to learn and, and you know, it was a good opportunity for him in, in some ways to take a little bit of a step back and, and continue to learn from, you know, from TJ and, and the good job TJ's been doing. And obviously, you know, great to get Ramondre back and throw him into the mix. So, um, yeah, no, it just ended up fitting us well from a game plan standpoint. I thought, you know, Seth did a good job of handling it, as did TJ and, and uh, Ramondre. Hey, get your officially licensed Sooners gear at Academy Sports and Outdoors, the preferred sporting goods retailer of Oklahoma Athletics. We'll take an opening timeout. Start to hit some of your fan questions for Coach when we come back. If you would like to ask Coach a question tonight, hit us up on the Academy Sports and Outdoors inbox at OU on the air or at T-Row OU. Back at Rudy's right after this. Sooner Sports Talk is presented by Rudy's, bringing you the best in barbecue. Log on to Soonersports.com slash kids for information about joining the Sooner Junior Kids Club presented by OG&E. Brought to you in part by Orthodontics exclusively, Anheuser-Busch. Whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. We want to thank all of our Sooner Radio Network affiliates across the state and region. Fans can check out Soonersports.com for an affiliate in your area. And if you're traveling outside the state of Oklahoma, you can listen to all the action on either Sirius XM Radio or download the TuneIn app and listen free. Sport Clips, it's good to be a guy. Welcome back, everybody. It's Sooner Sports Talk here at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, brought to you by AT&T. we got one more segment here with uh, Lincoln Riley, and we'll start this segment with our Rudy's Anywhere, Sooner's Everywhere question of the night on Twitter. It comes from Kevin Holland tonight at OU89KLH. He asks, Coach Riley, can you explain how the hash marks affect play calling? At one point during the Tech game, he was adamant about which hash the ball should be placed on. Oh, it changes everything. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, other than, I mean, there's three, you know, main factors. I, I obviously down in distance, the field position, and, and then and then the hash mark. And you know, college hashes are so much wider than, than NFL hashes that the, the difference is, is, 
huge. I mean, being on the left hash in college, you have you know a lot of room to the right and very little room, very little room to the left. You know, where the NFL, the hashes are, are much tighter, so there's not a huge difference in field space. So it's it's a big, big deal. I mean, every every play that you set up, um, you know, you got to know which hash that you want to call it on, and that that may you know that may be something you like or something defensively they do if they're on a certain hash. And so it's uh, no, it's it's certainly a big, big part of the college game. Probably a bigger part of the college game than the pro game. All right, that leads us perfectly into your brain sure. teaser tonight brought to you by the Oklahoma Education Association. What do you got for coach tonight? Okay, um, this is a fun game for a lot of reasons, but let's go to 2017 against Kansas. So this is the, the okay, so there's 6.56 left in the first quarter. The score is 0-0. Zero to zero. The ball is on the right hash the plus 34-yard line, and this is the second drive of the game. What's the down distance? <laughs> are, are you want to break the news or me? It's fourth uh, down, right? He's oh, not. Oh, man, he already knows it. <laughs> Unbelievable. He said, I'm not going to tell him what down yeah, it is I today. Yeah, I know. Oh, what, well, what is it? A uh, little bit of a busted play. Baker ends up throwing it to Rodney on the right side and, and uh, ends up scoring. What was the place? Of, yeah, let's look at the play. Let's go ahead. Let's. Uh, it, he got it. It was fourth down. <laughs> yeah. First score of the yeah, game. It was a quick game call over here. Scrambled out and found Rodney. Baker stays in bounds and hits Rodney Anderson back across the middle for the touchdown. I remember watching that live and thinking – how in the world can he possibly see Rodney Anderson right there through that whole mess of bodies? That was round of applause, people. He impressive. nailed the Butkus brain Nicely teaser once done. again. What was the play supposed to be again, Coach? Uh, it was a little quick game concept that we had. It ended up being not a very good call, but that's what good <laughs> players do. They, they take care of you when you make a battle. Brain teasers brought to you by the Oklahoma Education Association, putting education first. Hey, Coach, you're back home this week. Really? It's been a bit. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to get the address. Um, <laughs> yeah, six weeks. We, that, that's got to be a record in college football. That, 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 I don't, you know, to be that, away from home that long has been crazy. And then, like we said, it's been good for this team. You know, it's been a good stretch. But we're, we will, we'll be excited to, to get back home, certainly to play here in front of our fans and get back in our home stadium. So we had a chance to get in there and practice a little bit yesterday. Kind of felt weird being in there, honestly. It had been a while, so... Grass looks good. No, I hadn't had much wear and tear in the last six weeks, so uh, it, it should be a great surface. Should be a beautiful day, Saturday, two thirty, and we can't wait. Uh, uh, you got to give credit to uh, Mike Houck and his crew. It actually has happened at Oklahoma before. Really? That you went six weeks between home games. Nineteen seventeen <laughs> was the last time that it took there place. You, there, there you have it. Yeah, that that took some digging. Yeah, good job, Houck. Well, I mean, what, what's the? Is there? excitement can you feel it in the guys being back home or it's probably less excitement more just relief and not having to travel and go through all that whole whole deal yeah no that part is is nice i mean you you know we have to travel with the mask and face shields and all that and that's it's not the most uh pleasant experience so no i i think they are i i i think they're more just excited about you know kind of how we've been playing and, and the upward trend and and uh you know, you get to feel this team doesn't want this thing to end. You know, I think they they they're enjoying it. I mean, they're enjoying practicing. They're enjoying working. They they see the results. They see we're getting better and gaining confidence. And 
coming together nicely as a team. So, you know, and, and here you are at the most important time of the year, November. And, and uh, so this is uh, this is when, you know, this is when you got to go do it. I don't think our team's ready to do it. Thoughts on uh, Les Miles' team before we let you go, Coach? Yeah, no, they've, they've – golly, they've, they're doing a lot of good things. They really are. They've, they've had, you know, to battle COVID, injuries, opt-outs, a lot of that like, like a lot of us have. And uh, so I see, a, you know, a very experienced offensive line. I see a lot of very talented skilled players, you know, once again, especially on the perimeter. There's a lot of really, really good players. Um, we've got some young players on the back end defensively that are doing a nice job for them. So, um, you know, he's doing a good job. You know, he's, he's having to, you know, rebuild this thing, and, you know, that's what he does. But you can see the improvements that they're making, and, and uh, so it'll be a fun one. All right, Coach, congrats on the win over the Red Raiders. Thanks for your time tonight, and uh, go get those Jayhawks. All right, we'll do. Thanks, guys. All right, it's Lincoln Riley, everybody. Hey, Sooner fans, come visit the best place to gear up on your favorite OU products. The Sooner Shop is the official fan shop of OU Athletics, located on the west side of Gaylord Family, Oklahoma Memorial Stadium. Curbside pickup also available through the Sooner Sports To Go app. We're not done yet here at Rudy's. Teddy and I back with more Sooner Sports Talk when we come back. Football games are available on Exodus 96.5 FM in Oklahoma City and 101.5 FM El Patron in Tulsa, as well as on those stations' websites. Each OU Spanish broadcast will feature a 30-minute pregame show and a 15-minute postgame show. Homeland, a fresh experience. Proud sponsor of Sooner Football. Dr. Tim Shannon and Dr. Mark Revels at Orthodontics Exclusively are proud to present the junior captain of the game and are pleased to honor these guests as they take the field with our captains. For info on how your child can become the next junior captain, go to orthoexc.com. The Sooner Sports Podcast is your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. Listen as Toby Rowland and Chris Plank talk all things Sooners. Log on to Soonersports.tv slash podcast. Presented by Allstate and Riverwind. All right, welcome back to Rudy's, everyone. Whenever there's a Sooners game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. Please drink responsibly. Toby and Teddy back with you. And uh, anything catch your ear tonight that Lincoln had to say? Yeah, whenever we didn't even tell him the down and distance, and he said, <laughs> was it fourth down? Almost instantly. Yeah, that that's two in a row. He's, <sighs> yeah, um, that's amazing. He's well, fought back with a, with a ref fury. I think, I think, you know, just talking about how the offensive line play has gotten way better, and that's translated to Spencer Rattler being more confident back there in the pocket and, you know, taking better care of the football. Um, you know, the running game and, and, and how that's kind of factored in for him. And, and really, you know, what it means whenever the defense is able to get some of those turnovers that they've been so desperately trying to get and give them some opportunities deep in the other team's territory. It's a difference of, you know, waiting until the second half to, to really start to stamp your foot down on an opponent or getting it done like midway through the first quarter or, or early in the second. So, yeah, I, I thought there was uh, some really good, interesting things there. Uh, let's talk about the Big 12 race, and let's start by taking a look at the updated standings. After an eventful weekend, you had West Virginia 
and K-State, their first conference loss. Texas did the same to Oklahoma State. So your standings now have Iowa State, Kansas State at 4-1. and one. Remember, OSU's played one fewer game because they had one, the Baylor game postponed to the end of the season. They're 3-1. and one. OU, Texas, West Virginia at 3-2. and two. In my mind, you could make a line right there, Ted, as far as contenders to be in the uh, Big 12 championship game. You, you agree? What, between Texas and West Virginia? Well, really between West Virginia and TCU. Yeah. So West Virginia is still at 3-2. and two. I don't know that too many people think they're going to get there, but they're 3-2 and two right now. Well, here's the, here's the interesting thing is by the end of this weekend, we're going to know a whole lot more. West Virginia or Texas, one of those teams is going to be, yep. for the most part, eliminated. Um, Oklahoma State, Kansas State. If Oklahoma State wins that football game, Kansas State is eliminated. And then there were three. So uh, we're going to find out a lot. But, you know, to be this deep six games into the season and honestly have six teams that still have a claim to the Big 12 championship game or making it there kind of tells you the depth that we've got this year in the conference. And it's been a really fun, fun. exciting group. Yeah. And there's there's really competitive games week in, week out. It'd be more fun if OU is 5-0, and oh, but hey, it's been <laughs> right, fun. Right. So here are the remaining schedules of those top four teams there. You know OU. So uh, let's look at Iowa State first. They've got three of their last four at home. They play Kansas State. They go to Austin. They've got West Virginia. Kansas State has two at home, two on the road. They still have to play Oklahoma State and Iowa State, and they also get Texas to end the year. And the Cowboys have five games left, Teddy, four of them away from home. I mean, can you imagine like, if it gets to the point where everyone else is sitting at home waiting and watching Oklahoma State play Baylor and all the pressure that they would have if that was to get them in. But, yeah, I mean, this this is going to be fascinating down the stretch. I think the Oklahoma State-Kansas State is going to be really interesting this weekend. Favor Oklahoma State to win that football game, but you never know what can happen with you turn the football over five times and give up a special teams touchdown to Kansas State. Well, guess what? Yeah, uh, they're they're, they're going to be right there at the end with a chance to beat you. Iowa State, I think, is really interesting. You know, with the way they started, obviously, after the loss to Louisiana, they looked like they were going to really start to hit a stride. There's been a little bit of a lull there for Iowa State, it seems like. Their offense hasn't broke out the way I thought it was going to. Now, Brees Hall is doing a fantastic job running the football, but Brock Purdy's really lagging behind quarterback-wise, led the Big 12 in passing last year, and, you know, he just – he, he looks a little bit down. Seven passing touchdowns right now through six games for Brock Purdy. I thought he'd be way ahead of that mark. It's a little hard to imagine that that OSU-Baylor game on December 12th doesn't have ramifications of some sort right. to somebody as tight as this is going to be. And maybe the most interesting team in all of this is a team not pictured, Texas. Right. It's Texas, in addition to playing West Virginia this week in what you called an elimination game, plays Iowa State they play Kansas State they could spoil it for one or both of those teams and they run the table OU Texas rematch is not off the table here right let me ask you this just looking at how it sits right now and I know we haven't played Oklahoma State yet but if you could pick who would you most want to play in that final game who would you least like to play in that final game I think the you know the Easy answer is Kansas State because they don't have their quarterback, right. Skylar Thompson. Not that I don't 
I mean, they've beaten OU the last two years. I think they've, they uh, are a tremendous program. But the fact that they don't have their starting quarterback, I think, takes them down a notch. Um, OU struggles with Iowa State. I mean, they just, yeah. they've played them tough for the last few years. I, I don't know that there's a team out there that I say they scare me. It'd be fun to play Bedlam twice. It'd be fun to play Texas again. It'd be fun just to see OU in the game if they could get there. Yeah, regardless I mean, of that's the, the thing is we got to focus. We got to, you know, win out, beat each, each opponent We don't have to every focus. Week. They, they do. We can focus. talk about it all we want. We can do whatever we but, want. But, I mean, you're right. Iowa State, with the way they play defense and now with the way that Brees Hall's running the football, they just they got a tough formula. I mean, I yeah. don't think right now that they're going to be blowing people out by any stretch, but when you could run the ball like they do and play defense the way they do, they can get after the quarterback. they got the, the top two leaders in, in sacks right now on that defensive line. So, yeah, Iowa State's tough. Hey, how would you like to be able to listen to Teddy and the rest of the Sooner Radio crew while synced up to your TV in the comfort of your home? You can. Go to SyncMyGame.com. SyncMyGame.com to find out how. We'll take a break. Final segment from Rudy's right after this. Thank you to our Cornerstone Television partners, OU Health, Anheuser-Busch, and the OU College of Professional and Continuing Studies, and our community partners, Landers Auto Group, Coca-Cola, and OU Health. Welcome back. Final segment here at Rudy's. Hey, whether you're home gating or tailgating for the OU game, make a winning play with Tostitos Chips Tostitos packs the crunch for a touchdown in taste. Toby and Teddy back with you to wrap this one up. And Teddy, Kansas coming to town on Saturday afternoon. They're winless. Everybody knows it's been a tough season. Oklahoma's been flying high. They played great in second half against Texas or overtimes. Played great against TCU. Played their best game of the year against Tech. You've been in this situation before, I'm sure, as a player. Any fear at all that there's a letdown this week against they know the record they know Kansas sure. isn't a very good team and I don't mean that they would necessarily lose the game but but you're not lose as that sharp momentum yeah. of, of playing well I don't think so there's a couple of things that I think are working in Oklahoma's favor you know they lost two early games so I don't think there's anyone in that locker room that would feel like they've earned their way to take their foot off the gas a little bit and I don't think the coaches would treat it that way either. I think that's a factor. I also think that in a typical year where you're playing in front of big crowds at home, you're playing in front of big crowds on the road, electric environments, and then you go. I, I think there's a reason we typically don't play well in Kansas. It's because you go up there and it's a really sleepy atmosphere. Yeah. It's not a big game. Dead. And we just kind of, you know, lazily come out of the blocks. I think we're used to playing in those type of environments right now, and I don't believe that's any more a factor. So I think those things are working to Oklahoma's advantage right now. Backs against the wall. They've already lost any margin for error that they had, and they're used to that sleepy atmosphere that a Kansas game will, will typically give you. Kickoff just after 2.30 on Saturday. Our pregame coverage on the Sooner Radio Network will start at 12.30. And then the TV side of things, we've got another full lineup this week to get you set for the Sooners and the Jayhawks. Coach's Corner coming up Thursday night. Uh, Alex Grinch and Bill Biedenboe will be the guests this week with Chris Plank and Gabe Eichert. 
Sooner Sports Spotlight. What are you laughing? I, that's just. That if, if I could. I would want to fill in for that pairing. <laughs> that's like the greatest pairing of all time for that show. We got some volleyball for you coming up. The Sooners hosting TCU on Friday and Saturday. They got a fun team this year. You can watch those games. And, of course, Teddy, you and Gabe and Chad and Jessica will get everybody geared up for Sooner Sports Game Day as well. You can watch that on Friday night or Saturday morning at uh, 10 a.m. If you watch that Coach's Corner, you're going to come away from there thinking we're the worst team in the country. Beating Bo and Grinch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got something else special coming your way this week as well. The Billy Tubbs reunion special will re-air Thursday night on Fox Sports Oklahoma. This is something we did several years ago. Had the opportunity to sit down with Billy, uh, several of his players from the Tubbs era. Uh, Lon Kruger was there. Ed Hightower, the referee who teed up Billy and ran him out that Missouri game, <laughs> he came back for it. And we sat around for two hours and told stories. It's Billy's telling stories. It's players telling stories about Billy. If you haven't seen it before, you're going to love it, I promise you. That is Thursday night, part one at 7 p.m., part two at 8 p.m. on Fox Sports Oklahoma. Teddy, 30 seconds, keys for Saturday. Well, I think the there's no secret here. The reason Oklahoma's looked their best the last two weeks is because of turnovers. They haven't given these teams an opportunity to stick around. So you continue to win that turnover margin. You'd be a plus uh, in the turnovers. I think you'll be just fine. Uh, the defensive line really uh, also has been really the key here as they've continued to disrupt. It's made things a lot better on the whole defense. And I like the fact that we've been winning the kicking game recently. Yeah. If you continue that trend, if you do all those things, there's no chance Kansas can beat you. If you miss any portion of tonight's show, you can always catch it on demand via our Sooner Sports podcast. Download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. OU Kansas coming up 2.30. Hey, we're back in the palace this week. Hope you'll join us there or listen on Sooner Radio. We'll see you next week. Boomer Sooner, everybody. Sooner Sports Talk has been presented by AT&T 5G, the official 5G wireless network of OU Athletics. Sooner Sports Talk is also brought to you by Bud Light. Whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. Homeland, proud sponsor of Sooner Football. Riverwind, still the one. And by Sport Clips. It's good to be a guy. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Sooner Sports Network.